Welcome to the Old Sun Podcast. This is Dale Brisby, Donnie Ray Daytona, and we got the new guy, Gabriel. Gabriel, yes, how do you say your last name? Briseño. 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 With the Am I saying that right? <laughs> say it again. Briseño. 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 Gabriel Briseño. You forgot the middle name. Jesus. Gabriel Jesus Briseño. How have you enjoyed your reflex denim? Great. The coffee, man. I mean, I stretch with him, I sleep with him, and I work out with him now. This guy had the hardest time getting on Boone. Yeah, that was that was a struggle. So you were on the struggle, bro. Yes. I even I even offered Donnie one of my pairs of Wranglers. I, was like, I can't I can't I can't open my legs. So we put him in some reflex. Now he's ready to ride bulls, punch fulls, get on Boone. Apparently, work out in them. Um, thank you, Rock and Roll Denim, for supporting the All Sun podcast and putting some jeans on our man Gabriel Jesus Bresenio. Rodeo time. Gotta get her on down the road. How long have you been here now? Today's Tuesday. Tomorrow Tuesday. will be a week. Tomorrow will be a week. Yes, Today's sir. day seven. Ooh. Dang. Interesting. Made it a almost made it a whole week so far. Go ahead. Tell us how your first week was. What do oh, you think? It was brutal. Dale worked me to the bones. I oh, yeah. just no no sleep, endless, endless rest. <clears throat> yesterday was <laughs> just kidding. Yesterday was a long day. Yeah, yesterday was good. No, it's 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 been it's been great. Uh, so far, I've I've learned already a lot. You know, just just with one week, it's 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 felt endless. This week, this week has almost felt like a month, which I I really enjoy. You know, uh, it's been fun. I got on a bull. That was Tommy had to had to ride a horse. Uh, Tommy had to fold properly and and box some <laughs> tape some boxes up. You uh you showed up right in the middle of our uh, Black Friday sale, so that was interesting that you. I mean, you got through right in the thick of the warehouse madness. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So, which we're literally, when you guys listen to this, it'll be Thanksgiving, and we'll have like four days left on our Black Friday sale. Monday, <clears throat> Cyber Monday, it ends 20% off, and uh, text me for an additional code. Text special offer to 940-353-0890. End of plug. Um, what, uh... Has there been any surprises for you? Uh, so far, no. Truly, yeah. I mean, well, yes and no. You know, yeah. what about how Dale treats you? Uh, you want the truth or you want to lie? <laughs> Whatever you want <laughs> no, the no, world I, to know. Uh, I I absolutely uh, admire you and and respect you. Oh. Uh, no homo, uh, but the 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 way the way you <laughs> why are you shaking your head? This guy's just trying to get ahead. Uh, <laughs> well, it's working. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, <clears throat> suck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, truth truthfully, man, I, I I I've I've been pretty pretty thankful. You know, like I said, like you you treat everybody well here. You know, you treat employees well here. You're a humble guy, just as you are. You know, in your video, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about bull riding? Did you expect to get on a bull your first day? Uh, yeah, true. I thought you know I figured it was either that or y'all were gonna tase me or some some sort of initiation. You know, get me with those one of those bull zappers. Oh, we haven't initiated. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like to take it easy. No, no, no. I I I didn't expect the first day. I did expect expect it, 
um, but not the first day. I think it was it was pretty cool that I did the first day though. So just to be clear, as far as the uh, tasers, mm-hmm. like, mo- most of what he's referring to is like a hot shot, which is a very light buzz. Mm-hmm. There was one incident with an actual taser where Leroy tased Donnie, um, but that Donnie wanted that to happen. <laughs> We should have said that in the video. Like you had been wanting a disclosure. to get like, yeah, yeah, yeah disclaimer. All yeah. everything you see here is a reenactment. Do not try this at home. All parties yeah. involved are uh, willing and able to get tased. Uh, All high speed chases were done on a close course. <laughs> even the even the hot shots. Like when we hot shot Donnie, Donnie usually asked for it. I mean, not like in a metaphorical sense, but literally like. Hey, I want to see how it feels to hot sh- get hot shotted on the tongue. Yeah. Did you see that video? Yes, sir, I did. And then <clears throat> the one though that everybody, the one that's got like eight hundred thousand views on YouTube and three million views on Facebook, is when Wes gets chased yeah. down. But what you didn't see is he hot shotted JB mm-hmm. randomly out of the blue, yeah. unsolicited, yeah. and started a fight. And then JB ended it. Yes, sir. And then I. I did maybe instigate. I, I went in and roped Wes mm. so that he couldn't get yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was probably a little much. Needless to say, we don't just randomly yeah. hot shot people for no reason. That's not yeah, really yeah. in our DNA. The other thing we don't do is just, um, for lack of better words, nut check people. Yeah, um, especially if we don't know them. Yeah, we don't yeah, do that yeah. to people we don't know. Occasionally, JB will do it to me. Mm-hmm. I'll try to get him back. We did. I did do that to Wes once, unsolicited, a couple of times actually. But for the most part, we don't really touch each other <laughs> <laughs> unless there's like, I don't know. Occasionally, I gotta help Donnie get off a bull. Yeah, it's been a while. That was a tackle. Oh. But um. Yeah, interns don't really get. We don't haze too much. Too much. <laughs> unless, these, unless you're trying to. These hands don't haze. But um, what about the culture in Texas compared to Whittier, um, California? Man, it's it's. I mean, it's a big difference. I mean, Whittier's friendly, but y'all are just really, just really family. You know. Uh, everybody it just it seems like everybody just gets along real nice here you know there's there's not not saying there's not a bad person but it seems like there's not a bad person you know and there's not a person that that thinks he's better than the other you know um that's what i see here it's 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 really really humbling being here you know and just just seeing the way y'all interact with folks and and even these folks that you know like see me and treat me you know i i came in here kind of not expecting a little, you would say, backlash because I'm from California, you know, and obviously everybody's like, "Don't California, my Texas." Uh, so you know, I did, I didn't want to portray that in a sense, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I, I just wanted to be a place where I know I could really appreciate, you know, yeah. and that's that's what you guys have showed me so far, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't want to. I mean, I'm definitely not one to tell somebody what to do. Um, it's a little different sometimes when, you know, you got to be careful about. When you kind of bring somebody into your house, yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Literally and figuratively, but I don't know. I want to say maybe like innocent until proven guilty, <clears throat> kind of thing. 
I don't know. I'm lost. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm talking about. about when somebody new comes in. Like, you're from Missouri. Yeah. The other, uh, the probationary intern, Joe, yeah. is from North Carolina. Yeah, Missouri's pretty much the Texas of yeah. the Midwest, you know. California, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his nuts was from Tennessee. Uh, West was from Tennessee. Yeah. Nick was, well, he's from Texas. Um, what was the other one? Ke- Garrett Kelly Johnson was from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, That's pretty much Canada. Yeah. <clears throat> Dean, Deanie Weenie String Bikini was from Nevada or Utah? Utah, I Utah. believe. So they, people come from all over yeah, yes. to spend time here, yeah. which is great. And so I don't really try to have any sort of like preconceived like judgments towards anybody, you know. <laughs> but most of the time when people show up, they're like, they kind of respect the fact that there may be subtle differences of course but if they're a follower of mine like yourself and a fan of what we do then you've probably got a pretty good idea of like how we live our lives absolutely absolutely anyhow yeah i mean you compare whittier to to los angeles or hollywood that's a that's a different ball game though you know how far is it again it's about uh like it can be from 19 to like 27 miles away from whittier um which obviously in, in California traffic, that's about an hour, hour and a half. Man. <laughs> Not in Winnebago. No, no, sir. Um, but LA, LA folks are, are just characters. They're, they're just really indescribable. You know, you just rude, egotistic maniacs. They're just, they're, they're hot-headed. They think they're above everybody, you know. And yeah. Treat every, just degrade a lot of people, so. but. Um, <clears throat> so the bar you worked at, what was it called? Employees Only. And you were the bar, like a manager? manager? Yes, sir. Okay. How long did you work there? Uh, we've been open for about three years, so I've been there since uh, day one, like when they were still building the place. Wow. Yeah. I uh, started there at the bottom as a buster. Uh, I was bartending at a, another New York-style bar in Chinatown, L.A. Um, so I was bartending there, one of the head bartenders, not head bartenders, but I was one of the bartenders there, and then a buster at this new location. Uh, and just, just as a normal job, you so work So you serve food, too? Yes, sir. Yeah, so it's it's a, it's considered a restaurant lounge, ah. but employees only is known for the bar. Uh, in I believe in 2011 and 12, it won world's best bar, the New York location. In New York, it's been there for about uh, 16 or 17 years. Wow. Yes, sir. Interesting. Yeah. So they hold you all to a pretty high standard. Yes, sir. Yeah. As far as like. Yeah. Dang. Um. So what did you love most about that job? I mean, what kept you there for three uh, years? Well, I got I enjoyed this industry for because of interacting with folks, you know, um, people hearing stories and and just your regulars and actually like communicating with people. Um, that's always been a big part of of me who I am. Uh, I enjoy to talk and I enjoy to meet people and 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 hear stories, like I said. Um, and then, you know, there's different styles of bartending, and I enjoy because I do a craft as like a, a chef in the kitchen, um, and I feel like I do that with my my cocktails. You know, actually interacting with people, figuring out what they like. If you know, even if it's just a simple vodka soda, to adding just a little bit of spadazzle to it. You know, um, but also creating something that gets them going, gets them talking. You know what I mean? And and it just it's it's really humbling to to them becoming your regulars and them actually appreciating you and them coming just for you yourself. You know. Uh, I think that's what that's what's always kept me in this this industry is, is folks like that, you know. Have you ever been in like a kind of? I'm just I'm trying to think of like bars in in uh, like college towns here in Texas. Like dive bars, like well, like just like a cowboy kind of bar. No like, honky tonks. I've I've been in like like the chicken. Yeah, like the chicken, but yeah, or or even just, I mean, like like Hurricane Harry's was a dance hall, but like. 
Um, I'm trying to think of something that's a little more like low key than Billy Bob's. Like I feel like right. Billy Bob's. It's kind of got that feel to it, but it's just <laughs> really, without the dance. Floor. Yeah, something yeah. like Billy Bob's, but just in like a Weatherford area. Yeah, smaller setting. Um, there was Weatherford's got a good one, Railhead Smokehouse. But anyway, have you ever been? I guess. What what what's the closest you've been in that situation? Uh, bar called Honeycut. It closed down. Uh, it's in downtown LA on Ninth and Flower, if I'm not mistaken. Real underground. Used to enter through the alleyway. I'm real sketchy. Uh, it was a two bar. <laughs> it was a two bar venue. One bar was more like loungy cocktails, and the other bar was like super kind of divey. The floor lit up. It was like a big old disco disco scene. Bunch of disco balls in the, the roof, and like I said, and then the the floor was lit up. So it was super cool. Um, doesn't really sound like what I'm doing. No, but I mean, it, yeah, I, I guess not. But that, that's one of those bars where you're just slanging like vodka soda shots and beers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, well, I, I was singing because y'all said like dance floors. Like this this is where people dance in the, the light of floor. So. Yeah. But no, well, no nothing very, like, nothing, no, no, sir. More like two step. No, yeah, sir, like no, hardwood. Yeah. No. Um, just a lot of <clears throat> bumping and grinding and. There might be like it's uh, still fun. Yeah, <laughs> still fun. Yeah, a yeah. disco saddle hanging yeah. from this. Chest. You ever seen those? No. Like a, it's a like a disco ball that's covered in rhinestones and it spins. Just a regular disco ball, but what it's a saddle. A... It looks like a saddle. Oh no, I've not seen one. <laughs> yeah. Sounds very interesting. Yeah. Um, we spent, I guess, kind of like a pool hall. Okay. Yeah. Might no. be the vibe, but anyway. That's where I like to hang out. Something like that. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in the Dixie Chicken in College Station. We'll have to take you there one day. Anyhow, that's if if I'm gonna be in a bar, it's like that. A little Is more there... lit up. Uh, serve burgers, and I don't really drink. They got a. Uh, I don't drink. Not really. <laughs> Kinda is not the right term. I do not drink. Um, <laughs> They got a rattlesnake in the corner in a big Is it live? Is it live? Terrarium. It's a terrarium. Oh, he's alive. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Shoot. Oh, for sure. Yeah. What's his name? Do you remember? I can't remember. You've been in there one time. One I'm time. the one that should remember. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't a roof get blown off of it this past Something happened. Year? I ain't been there in a minute. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Dixie Chicken was my spot. <laughs> and then there was uh, a few dance halls I'd go to. But... Uh, one of these days, I'm going to open up my own bar. It's Rodeo Blues. Mm-hmm. Right now, I've got a private bar venue version of it that um, is only <laughs> open occasionally. Uh, and then there's not currently alcohol or drinks of any kind. But <laughs> one day, yes, one sir. day. We need to take you to Fort Worth, yep. downtown. Yeah. A lot of bars there. Pretty right. much all of them are what I'm trying to describe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were at um, PR's the weekend four last maybe yeah you and joe mm-hmm. yep uh well that, that's we'll probably what... go during the nfr okay you Sweet. excited about that yes yes i am i've, I've yeah. never been to a rodeo or anything like that close closest thing was was in vegas during the pbr and it was my brother's bachelor party gotcha we just it just happened to be in the same time and but, but you didn't i didn't know i didn't i just, just i just i just hats. just a bunch of cowboys a bunch of a bunch of people dancing and, and it, was, it was pretty fun that'd be the one to go to yeah the nfr for your first one. You think? <laughs> go big or go home. Overkill. Yeah. Kind of like killing a 14-point buck when you're 13 years old. I think I think you got to enjoy the little ones too though. Like yeah. Like I think those little ones are you got to you got to feel it there too. Those those hmm. are cool. Yeah, being behind the shoots at like a little Ami rodeo where there's like 
just down home kind of people. That's a whole nother feeling. But uh, speaking of, Donnie's going to uh, Thanksgiving Rodeo School. Is it official? You're going? Yeah. You're in? Yeah. All right. I text Wes. So he's expecting you. Yeah, I'll be there. Don't let us down. How many are you going to get on? I don't know. Like, Not really. You don't have any any uh, plans? Just, yeah, no. Thanksgiving Everybody. Rodeo School is at uh, Stace Smith's Ranch. Okay. And they've had it for like <clears throat> maybe 15 years now, 12 years, it's something a long like that. Time. But uh, they'll buck some Colts. They'll buck some of his old stuff. And uh, usually Wes Stevenson, Tom McFarland, Tilden Hooper are the main bareback riding instructors. Stephen Anding used to go. Um, now it's uh, in the bronc riding. Bradley Harder, Joey Saunier, uh, Heath DeMoss would usually go, Jacob Sterling. Anyhow, it'll be good for you. They yeah. would buck bulls occasionally, but they, they don't really do that much anymore. So, How you feel about your bronc riding? Eh. I've been... Eh. <laughs> I mean, I feel good about it, but I've, it's it's been better at times. I feel like yeah. I don't feel like I'm riding very good right now. You're getting on better horses. Though. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. I mean, you, we wore out that yeah. brisket. Yeah, I know. That's I was looking at some of those trips, and I was like, oh, no wonder I was riding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like compared to like what I've been getting on now. You've been on about forty, I think. I don't know, thirty-five to forty, yeah. I think. Bronc riding is different than bull riding, Gabriel. It. Um, you get on 30 or 40 bulls like what you got on, mm. and the kind of bull you got on, if you yourself got on 30 or 40 of those, I mean, like, you'd have the hang of it, no problem. Yes, sir. But bronc riding, it just takes a lot more time to learn. If you're not in rhythm, then you're not riding. If you're not doing, anyway, a lot, a lot tougher to learn. Donnie is ahead of his time, you know, in what he's gotten done mm. in 30 or 40 horses. It usually takes guys 80 or 90, uh, well. but you can't tell him that. So I'll make sure not to. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't want to hear it. I mean, like, you know, like each every athlete wants to be further along than where they are. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, back to Gabriel. Uh, tell us about your upbringing. Like, what is – okay, before you tell us about that, you're a bartender in L.A. What is it that made you want to be an intern in Texas for Dale Brisby? Oh, I think I think it goes back uh, when I was when I was real young, around like nine nine years old or ten, if I'm not mistaken. Um, go, growing up, going to Yosemite National Park, I think that's where it all started. Where I knew I didn't want to grow up in the city. Uh, I've always loved just being outside in forest and and, and country, um, and just always going to Yosemite every, every year. Like I said, since I can remember, uh, always seeing like a the horseback uh, rangers has always caught my eye i've always wanted like i said just living the, the goal the end game when i was younger was to be in yosemite buy, build a house there be a ranger or be somewhere where i can just have land and horses you can build in yosemite no you can't oh so yeah yeah that's what I, I just thought when i was yeah, younger you know yeah. like and my my folks of course were like yeah go for it you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do anything you want um and i think that that's what it was you know you just just always always enjoyed you know outside instead of being city wise you know but i've always just worked in the city where you know that kind of set me back where i didn't i kind of lost sight of that in a sense um and not till to be honest till i saw your videos uh 
about a few years back where I was just like, that's right. Like this, this is like, you know, it just got my heart pumping again. Or it's like, this is, this is, I remember this is what I love. And, you know, I, I enjoy, you know, just being outdoors. And, um, I think that that's what it was. Uh, just, just that remembrance of, you know, as a child, just wanting that. Um, and then seeing that you actually hire and you, you, you kind of teach interns, you know, uh, I was like, I wanted to take that chance where I know you said, you, you know, you want interns that don't have experience in a sense, you know, and I, I know that as, as you say, as person of, of management to sculpting the person the way you want it you know you want them to be uh so you know i thought i'd, I'd give it a try you know and yeah. then be, be something that i can i can hopefully we'll see what happens in the future you know uh so so i don't know i, I, I hope that's you know yeah no there's no wrong answer yeah. do you have a question no question no um i don't know i can't imagine what it's like like living Los Angeles, California. I don't know. And so I, I'm sure they can't imagine what it's like to live yeah. here and do the things that we do. What, um, what is it? So on a scale of 1 to 10, well, how much of it is just you being interested in the outdoors rather than you being interested specifically in like being horseback and agriculture and the cow-calf industry? No wrong answer. Well, I think I, in, in truth be told, the, my, my end game is, is to have my, be a prime investor in the bar industry uh, or I don't have to be there and own that piece of land or property but still be in that, that cowboy culture where I want to be horseback, obviously, as, as much as you can, as, as, as the weather will allow you to um, and the horses will. Um, and also, like, you know, own a few few cattle and stuff like that I, I would love that like more than anything you know um so that's like like you mentioned to me i know you said that this industry is, is pretty tough on 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 family and lifestyle and, and and income so if if i know i can have a a certain wealthy income and still live this life that i know i can and cherish you know um that, that'll be just 100 percent, you know yeah so i think definitely what you have going is 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 my end game you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like the, your lifestyle would be something that I can see, and that's what I want. Right. You know, with just a little more income, and you yeah, know. I understand. No, I think <clears throat> listening to you talk, since you you know you and I have had this conversation two or three times by now, it's I feel like you've got a very realistic mindset on what you want and what it'll take to get it. Yes, sir. I don't think there's anything wrong with somebody wanting to make a living ranching. Mm -hmm. But it's some people have an unrealistic expectation of how it happens. And you can't just be a ranch hand your whole life. And then all of a sudden, at age 42, you make this switch. Now you own a 10,000 acre ranch mm -hmm. with, you know, I don't know, however many thousand cows. Mm -hmm. And that's how you support your family. You know, it's <clears throat> what you're saying. I, I'm not saying somebody shouldn't strive to do that. But you can't day work your way to that. Yeah. You know, you can't have, you can't make $125 a day and then all of a sudden just one day you pop, unless you've got an inheritance, unless you win the lottery, unless you've got something. Yeah. So if you've got another like main, you know, hustle in mind that like helps you achieve this goal on the side, then all of a sudden, yeah, you're yeah. 45, 50 years old and you might be able to buy yourself a nice piece of land that affords you a few horses and a few cows 
enough to where you can do both lifestyles, you know, comfortably. Um, anyhow, like I said, it, it's neither one of them is unattainable. It's just that you got to be realistic about how you're going to get there, mm-hmm. you know, yes, sir. because at the end of the day, a cow can't make a payment on herself and the land. So when you and and that that that's just getting down to like actual facts. Like mm-hmm. you 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 can't buy a thousand acres in Texas, and let's say you're getting, you know, <clears throat> a cow every twenty five acres. Mm-hmm. So that's forty cows. So you're gonna put forty cows on a thousand acres. So if you got to borrow the money for the thousand acres and borrow the money for the cows, the cows can't make the payment on themselves and the land mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying yeah so um and you know it always depends on like where you buy the acreage and what kind of cows you buy so it's like well if you get cheaper cows they're gonna bring there's all this math involved mm-hmm. that is is like it's actual math that has to be done yeah and so um i'm not pessimistic about anybody's goals i'm just I just want people to be realistic about how they're going to accomplish them. Of course. You know, because there's there's a lot of ways to get there. But what I like is like, okay, if you have this, this money machine over here that's going to help you accomplish this goal by, let's say, 20 years from now, man, okay, now you're talking. Yeah, yeah like this money machine buys this land that, that and then – then yeah maybe borrow the money for the cows mm-hmm. but the cows just make the cow payment and that's all they got to do yeah. then there's not as much pressure on them yeah and even if it's a thousand acres or if you if you don't want to work that hard you know maybe it's a hundred acres mm-hmm. and you just get you know you get a few cows and you get 10 cows and you have to feed them a little bit because it's not enough acres to depending on where you're at if mm-hmm. you're out where we are you can go to east texas of course the land is going to cost a little more it won't take as many acres per cow um Anyhow, there's all kinds of factors to consider, but all of it's attainable. It just takes a certain level level of work ethic mm-hmm. to get there. But just like the bar, those people who built the bar, you mm-hmm. know, on day one, they knew what it was going to take. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> especially when, when you're not in a hurry. If you're willing to be patient, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. If you're patient, you got a good attitude, and you put the work ethic behind it. Yes, sir. Same yeah. thing with bronc ride, yeah. you know, patient good attitude work ethic absolutely then it's just absolutely set your goals and go get them but <clears throat> no i like i think it's a great story and the thing about the, the the thing that was most attractive about bringing you here um you know i liked the tone in your video since your first video but you sent four total and i remembered each yeah. one of them and the timing of each one just there were a few where it got really competitive. And then this fourth one, I was like, all right, guys, we need somebody to work in the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And you sent one just as quick as you had sent the other three. And, uh, and I was like, all right, this is our guy. Like as soon as you sent yeah. it and I watched it, I was like, this is our guy. This is, his. and I knew, and I knew who you were when I watched the fourth yeah, one. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, uh, it just, it didn't, the fact that you were going to have to do some work that wasn't like, cause everybody thinks it's just, riding Boone every day yeah. and you're 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 roping cows by week two and you're just out on the ranch Absolutely. even the biggest ranches in texas you know 
they're not they're not branding calves but one month a year yeah you know they're weaning another month yeah. sure they're gonna be riding colts in between but like that most romantic work that people like strive and want to do like even the biggest ranches aren't doing mm. that year round so you're definitely not gonna be doing that on yeah on radiator ranch every day anyhow um so that's why i was excited and not to mention you know your tone we could tell that you were going to be a humble guy nice easy to get along with so but well thank you maybe the most intriguing (laughs) thing about gabriel let's talk about how you got here like like actually on the back of a motorcycle in november describe that for us cold and scary cold and scary Donnie, what was it that took you a couple of days to realize what he was talking about? He kept saying the roads were dark. And I was like, <laughs> the heck you mean the roads are dark? Like, I mean, yeah, obviously it was nighttime, but I was like, don't you have a headlight? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. But, but what was he really? I guess he was, like, he was talking because there weren't no street lights. I guess, like. Right, that's or exactly, just the exactly lights from the city and glow stuff. Glow from the city. I was yeah, like, that's exactly what it, it was. It took me a real while. I was like, this dude's never been out of Los Angeles. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know. At least not uh, on yeah, the dirt yeah, bike. Yeah. No, no. no, man. I mean, you, you can just, no, right away, seeing the stars, like, yep, this this definitely is no yeah. lights, no nothing, no smog, nothing, you know. I so. can't imagine coming through West Texas, like going down I-20 on a motorcycle in November, 11 p.m. at night, and like, was the was the moon out? The the oh shoot, I don't even know. All I know is I was just looking at the stars just to, just yeah. to give me some some confidence. Was, uh, the last the last few hours after I so I I got chased by two dogs. Um, I clipped a deer, my left peg. Almost I don't know if I broke its leg. Probably I just kept riding. Uh, almost clipped another few deer. I got that on the GoPro, um, and that's when I started panicking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I just kept looking at the stars like, all right, it's going to, it's going to guide me. I'm all right. You know, it's my light. <laughs> that must, like, that would have been such, so much more of an enjoyable ride, like in like mid July, yeah. mid, you know, September, mm-hmm. as far as like a nighttime motorcycle ride. I, it needs to be, I rode, I've ridden a motorcycle very little, but the few times I did, Number one, terrified once I get over 70 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And number two, like, it's seriously got to be over 80 for me yeah. not to get, like, just cold. Yeah. I get cold so easy. You get going down yeah. the highway. It's, oh, no thanks. Yeah, no, it was, I lost, lost all, all uh, warmness in my fingers. I had to, had to put it on the motor with my glove just to, just to keep it warm. It was, it was, I couldn't brake. I couldn't, like, hit the clutch. It was just, it was pretty. How, uh, how fast do you go? Uh, well, I was, I was hauling, uh, about 80 or 90 until I hit, what? until, until I hit, cause I was just trying to get there. I'm telling you, it was like pitch black. I was just, I was like, I got an hour about like, I remember it was like, I got like three hours to go and I was like, I got to get there. Yeah. Um, until I hit that deer is when I started going like 60 and that's when it just got, it took, it just, it just dragged. It was like, yeah, it was, I, it was like no end. Um, right. But originally when I was on the highway, I was going like 80 or 90, like no problem. Like I, I normally go about that, like our, our hundred on the motorcycle, like just, just a hundred. Yeah. Dude, it's, you got to get a big, heavy bike, man. Just no problem, you know. <laughs> no problem. I mean, like, what if you hit like a pothole or something? Huh? Well, you 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 practice. I I you know you you practice how to maneuver, or if you hit it, how to how to prevent like falling. Normally, it'll just like jolt, but it's always just like push push hard on the handlebars forward so you don't wobble out and, and lose control. I've ran over uh, 
tires where I've like gotten air and stuff like that. But it's just I don't know. It's just it's just really knowing how to handle the bike. You know, I went to, I went to motorcycle school, which helped me a lot with that. You know, dude, uh, terrifying. Yeah. You hit a spare tire or a, yeah, a, flat, a flat tire, tire on yeah. the highway going a hundred miles an hour. I was, I'm I was, dead. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was that that time that time. I'm, I, I'm just gonna let go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that time I was going about like 80. I was on the 101, uh, heading home from work. It's like pitch black too. So, but not pitch black, but not compared to these streets. But you know, it was dark where I wasn't. I didn't see it. I just bounced over it and just like I, I lost a little control. But like I said, if you if you know how to handle the the handlebars, you just easy easy roll away. You ever been on a motorcycle, Donnie? Yeah. Dude, you better wake up. You had a long drive home. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna have to take some caffeine. Yeah. Uh, you have been on a motorcycle? Mm-hmm. Like going down the highway? Uh, not like a freeway, no, but like a lettered highway. Yeah. But, but I mean, highway enough. Like, is it asphalt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's How fast did you go? <laughs> not that fast. I don't know. I've only done it like three or four times. Like 60, 70? Maybe. I don't remember. One of them I was like probably, I don't know. It's been probably since I was 17, 18 years old since I did it. I was 17. First time I got I think i told you but i got uh, <clears throat> my old yeah. man got a uh shovel head mm-hmm. uh and big bike 1979 shovel head so like just, just like i mean like just shaking <laughs> da, 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 just, you know like just started and uh picked it up in amarillo by the time he got gone it was uh Thank you, my friend. Oh my gosh, what is that? Why are you doing that? Because <laughs> it was long. Dude, I'm about to punch you in the face you do something like that again. What is wrong with you? It was long. I couldn't stand it. It was so much longer than the other one. Just ones. say something. <laughs> you almost got lit up. Oh my gosh, that hurt, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't punch Don't me. Don't pull either. beards up, pull beard hairs out of my cheek. <laughs> no, anyway, <laughs> that startled me, Donnie. That's the second. I, you almost made me do a uh, tally mark on my curse words. <laughs> we got a curse uh, uh, swear jar. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your ears. Oh, you didn't? But it was <laughs> you didn't mean to jerk Dude, a beard hair out of my face? It was like so much longer than all the other hairs where it was at. I had to take care of it for you. You could have just told me we're halfway through the podcast. Most people aren't even listening anymore. Yeah. That's why I waited so long. Anyway, I don't even remember what I was talking about. What was I talking about? Bulls? No. Uh, no. You were shaking your down the highway. Harley, shovel head, going down the highway, pull out of Amarillo. It's at night. My old man had MS and could not take this cold he didn't could he couldn't take the cold anyway i don't even know why he blamed it on his ms it was just the cold but he was like you got to drive this thing we were following him Hmm. me and my brother were following him in um a truck that was equally as old with a camper that was twice as old on the back of it single cab ford with a um like a we had found this old camper for sale anyhow so we look like some hillbillies <laughs> anyway i had never driven even a dirt bike mm-hmm. i'd driven a four-wheeler that was it my brother who was really handy with a dirt bike like did jumps everything he was uh he had a broken leg he had broke a leg in fort worth on a bull anyhow so his legs in a cast he's like well i can't drive it so i gotta drive it and i get on this sucker we got an hour to go on 287 and I've never driven a motorcycle before in my life. And we're in construction, 
it's two lanes, there's cones down the middle, 75 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour, there's semi trucks coming, and I just gotta learn how to drive this. So, and I gotta go fast, because if I go slow, the traffic stacks up behind me, mm-hmm. 70 miles an hour. The very first thing I do is I'm just like headed towards the bar ditch. I don't even know how. I get like borderline to the grass going 70 miles an hour, and I finally just like, all right, I'm just going to dive off in it. And I like went like this back <laughs> and got back on, and I'm like, okay, now I can lean. Rolled all the way up. Grew up in Memphis. Rolled all the way up to Memphis, and we had this drag, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm sure most small town. My cheek still hurts, Donnie. Like I can feel it. I feel like I'm bleeding. Am I bleeding? No. <laughs> Uh, old man flashes the lights, makes me pull over in, uh, did you think I was going to thank you? No, but. Did you think I was going to like high five you? No, I didn't, but I was saving you from embarrassment. Okay. Well, thank you for saving me from embarrassment. I'm going to go put some ice on my lip here in a minute. Anyways, old man flashes the lights, honks the horn, gets me to pull over on the edge of town. Mm -hmm. He's like, all right, I'll take it from here. And I was shaking my head. All my buddies were downtown on the square. And this fool rides it in right in the middle of him like he was... Doing that right? Oh, my gosh. Like he had done took the all whole the credit. thing. Yeah, took it. Like, <laughs> I was so mad. So mad. But that's how I learned to drive a motorcycle. You think he did that on purpose? Yeah. I would I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just just have his son go through, the, go through all the hell. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so cold. It, was, it wasn't in November, mm-hmm. but it was like super cold for me. Yeah. I had put on... I'd put on a second pair of pants. I made one of them give me their pairs of pants. That was my first experience with a motorcycle. Then I had a Sportster in college for a little bit. I'd go to class on. Mm -hmm. Um, Never had a motorcycle license. (laughs) A lot of people don't. Yeah. You don't don't need one. You don't need one. Purchase one here. No, you're supposed to. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because you can't. You can't purchase one without proof of license. Um. One time I drove one nine hours. That was. That's, that's a long. That ride. was tough, especially because I wasn't used to it. Yeah, that's a long. On the sportster, dude, I couldn't feel my legs. What about your back? I could just imagine. It wasn't so bad no. on my back. I was like nineteen at the time, but like my le- like my butt fell asleep. Mm. My arms oh, yeah. fell asleep. Oh, yeah. I'll be the first to go. Dude, most most of my my buddies that ride that that's ridden to Texas from California, they're just like, yeah, take care of your butt, put a bunch of lotion on before you head out, like put some baby, <laughs> some yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I guess you're used to it. Yeah, well, I bought a new seat just the, about two days before, so I I, I had the stock seat and I I'd driven a ridden a Monterey, our San Luis Obispo, where my brother lives. That's about like a three to five hour drive, yeah, uh, from California, just on the stock seat. And I mean, I had to stop every like. 50 miles it just i couldn't do it my lower everything it was it was a bad terrible seat so i was like i i know i'm gonna need a, a real comfy seat with some sort of back support just because like you said your butt went out quick and your butt went numb you can't feel your legs again yeah the back yeah. deal so you got you got that deal on the um so you just put your bags yes sir on my my sissy bar yeah it's got sissy bar uh basically ooh, forgive me supports whatever you have if you have a passenger they can just chill on it you know, or but, so bag, you like, got enough bags that it, you up against your sissy bar that you could just lean back. Yeah, exactly. So that that was kind of the go-to. So like, put the my biggest bag so I can actually lean back and just just nice and just just chill where it's not you know bent over or I don't need a back brace to wear. You know, so it was pretty comfy. So just, you got to be so attentive on this bike. Do you feel like does it make like driving a car like a thousand times easier? Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, I, that was like the the first thought after after when I when I first arrived, I was like, I'm buying a truck here. I don't give I don't give it. Jack squat like <laughs> by by December I'm gonna have a truck. I'm gonna ask yeah. anybody selling a truck. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it off you, uh, or any sort of vehicle because yeah, I, I definitely can be convenient. You know, even even going to the grocery store. It's well, no, what I'm saying is like, so like you're used to like running over like a spare tire mm. at 85 miles an hour on a motorcycle yeah. where you could die, yeah. and oh, then you go how? to like four wheels yeah. with a windshield and a seat belt yeah does that feel just like oh absolutely i mean absolutely i mean when you when you ride you got you got to have that mindset of everybody's out to kill you right you know so it definitely is more convenient and feels safer than than a motorcycle um i guess it would what i feel like is it would give me a constant state of perspective when i'm in a normal car mm. like i just feel like god's arms are wrapped around me like <laughs> guiding me down the highway <laughs> when i'm in a normal car compared to a motorcycle i, I just couldn't do oh, it you're absolutely, yeah you're absolutely I, right you got I, you got no seatbelts. you got nothing you you you, you said you clip something you it's, it's over my imagination was just like yeah you hit a deer in a car and it's just like yeah. oh that, dang. Man, my heart was pounding so fast when i clipped that deer. i got a contact insurance you hit a deer in a motorcycle and it's just like do I have my affairs in order? Yeah. yeah. Like, who's going to do my yeah. eulogy? Yeah. <laughs> it's two different conversations. Yeah, you know? Absolutely like, right. Yeah. Oh, dang. I might need a new bumper. Like, I don't, like, am, are me and God on good terms? <laughs> we die. In a motor, you know, like, that's the difference. Yeah, that's yeah. why I stopped driving a motorcycle. Yeah. Well, personally. Mm-hmm. No, man. I, I just find, I find it so thrilling. You know, it, it's it's something that excites me, and you know, it's just it it rela- in in a sense it relaxes me. It, it I mean here at night scary as heck, but in the morning it relaxes me. I, I <laughs> do nights. I do get that. Yeah, yeah. I get that though. Like it, it it did feel like there'd be sometimes like when you pull out. Like for me, it wasn't necessarily the highway, but like when I get off my little, I lived in town in college, and so like I pull out on just like a main, you know. 50 mile an hour road mm-hmm. where I was like comfortable driving, Absolutely, you know, and, uh, that speed was cool for me. And then, yeah. you know, I go about two or three, four miles to, to school that those, that was a cool feeling. Yeah. I, I definitely think here it, it's more relaxing, you know, instead of LA where it's constant lane splitting, constant yeah. traffic. And like I mentioned to y'all lane splitting is when there's basically, you know, big lanes, four lanes, and you're just driving right between cars, you know, I'm anxious to see like, your comparison to bull riding. Do you want to get on more bulls? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I still want to get back on that same one that I didn't last. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I definitely do. Uh, I, I thought it was fun, you know, as long as they're not too life-threatening <laughs> of a bull. You know, I definitely wouldn't yeah. mind doing it. It, it. it really is adrenaline rush and, and stuff like that. I, I really enjoy it. But it's doing. not something that you like. I wouldn't try making it a profession. Like Steer I, wrestling, that's what you said. Yes, sir. I, so I really want to see how far i can get in serious and if if the if it ever comes up i would love to do it and try it out uh-huh. uh, bull riding i wouldn't mind doing just for fun just for the heck of it it's, it just seems like just like a fun activity where you can have a good time with your friends and buddies and and get on some bulls and see, see who lasts tell him yeah you shouldn't do that no why oh no that's not how you word it <laughs> <laughs> what what should i what how should i word it that's um, just what i was told when i was i know i'm just trying like who told you huh you're not going to tell him? Tell me what? Uh, the four magic words. I don't know what you're talking about. Almost will get you hurt. Oh, yeah. Almost will get you hurt. Almost Sorry. <laughs> I forgot. Sorry. That's my bad. I should have known that. But, uh, yeah. Almost I, guess, I guess that's true, yeah. 
I don't know. I was just always told that that's like, just a joke between us. Bull riding is it's too dangerous to if if you don't want to do it, you shouldn't do it at okay. all. Okay, it's just what I was told. That's like I'm not telling you you shouldn't get on a bull like like the bull you got on. Like that that would be fine. Frostbite and Rickle. Yeah, anything. Anything like this is just there's just stuff that can go wrong yeah. with it, you know. Even if it is a a, a five eleven, yeah. you know, like yeah. he could step on you. It's it's just I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. just what I was told. Yeah. There's a couple of bulls. Yeah, and I'm just no. I was I, about I, to say exactly yeah. what he just said. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. There's two or three style bulls that if you want to get on all day long or as a joke, and then there's like this moment where it's like, okay, if I'm gonna get on. New Mexico bad boy, 511, um, even prison Mike, you know, like those kind of bulls. It's just like, I need to have it on my mind that, and, and getting on one or two of those style bulls to find out yeah. is okay. But anyway, our last guy here was, uh, uh, Nick and he, what did he call himself? Recreational? Yeah. Recreational bull yeah. rider. And then he broke both his arms. What, what, what does that he mean, was recreational? Done. I don't know. Yeah, we, we didn't. <laughs> we, <laughs> never heard it. We could, couldn't figure that out. But, no, that's, yeah. I think that's all the rough stock events. Yeah. Bareback, saddle bronc, bull riding. I, uh, should, I shouldn't have said you shouldn't do that because I don't feel bad. But, no. like, I'm just saying. Well, like, I, I think I, I understand. Yeah. It, yeah. I, it's definitely something that if you want to do it, <clears throat> you, you got to understand what the consequences yeah. could be yeah like, the I, risks yeah i definitely understand that but like obviously like what, what, I, what i meant is what y'all said like don't i'm not gonna get on anything bigger than like rick or the or the one i got on you know like yeah th- that's probably all i want to get on ever right like you know i, I just want to last the eight seconds <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'll, be yeah. I'll be i'll be satisfied with life i can go in peace <laughs> and there's there's and and still most of the world large percentage of the world 99% are not even going to get on those bulls yeah so like you're still but I mean I put you in a pretty playful even helmet you know like yeah. we understand the risks of course associated yeah, yeah, with yeah. those bulls and they're not as it's not as dangerous as, yeah. it's definitely not as dangerous as going a hundred miles an hour down the highway yeah. on a motorcycle yeah. so that's why I felt comfortable <laughs> putting but, you on yeah. him but anyway Steer wrestling, though, which can also be a little dangerous. At yeah, times, there's a lot is, of like broken rib cages and stuff like that. Where right. It's pretty bruised, yeah. bruised up. Getting off of a horse going that fast. Yeah. That's the closest be. like timey event to a rough stock event, I feel like. Oh, I yeah. I feel like it's Definitely. a pretty good so, blend of both. If I can go 100 on a motorcycle, I just got to get used to it. <laughs> Have you ever come off a, motor- a motorcycle going down the highway? Uh, No. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you'd laid one down or anything. No, no. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. How long have you been driving one? Not that long either, about two years. Fairly new. Okay. First time I ever I ever did was a was a Kawasaki Ninja. Um uh ran into a wall. Just, just Whoa. Yeah, it was I feel like that's the first bike ever. Yeah, it was yeah, it was like a it was like a six hundred. Um it was uh one Is of that my a one of my rocket? Yeah. Uh, yeah, crotch rocket. Yes, yeah, so it was one of my buddies and and it was like, you know, I, I drive manual. I've driven manual my whole life. So I think what happened was the fact that it was e- it's easy to, to get the clutch and the throttle. But I think mm. what happened is when I took off, I panicked. And as a, as a normal panic, you yeah. just you just clench down. Clench down and just went straight into the wall. Um, um, I've never driven a crotch rocket. You have? Yeah. They're fast, How different man. are those than like a road, like a... It's like a Harley or a, Harley, like a sports or a little, um, oh, a big time different. When you, when you're in a crotch rocket, all you want to do is go fast. You want to get padded up and it's just, it's just so easy. It's just so easy. Like, you know, it's, it's, you're 
just blending with the wind you know when you're when you're in a a cruiser you're you're upright you got the wind blowing on you you know it's more laid back it's louder you know um so you've driven a crotch rocket yeah. a little bit too yeah. did uh how fast have you gone on those no, not fast at all no because i never have i'm never padded up like gotcha. i won't yeah no I've, I've driven my buddies like but no way in heck uh, those fast. scare me those scare me they'll go yeah. like those, 180 those scare me yeah gosh dang oh, they go they go faster than that yeah i've they... had a buddy that's gone like 220 on, on one 220 yeah like you're not even on the ground. No, you're just. You're dude, like you're dead. like thunder, dude. He's Lightning, dead. Yeah. Like a rabbit gets yeah. out in yeah. front of him. That joker's gone. Yeah. You hit a snake. You hit Anything. a rattlesnake or a black yeah. dog. Yeah, so that's why those those are those are risky. And then most most deaths and accidents are because of those, you know, because you're you're just too fast and and you you're almost like even even on a motorcycle. There's times where they're in my blind spot when I'm riding. These these guys just just pass me up. Like you you can't even see them sometimes, you know. So you got to you got to be so aware. I mean, they're they're easy to maneuver, but this still still doesn't still it's the ten times worse. Okay, I guess so. That's where I'm at. Like kind of what he was talking about with the bull riding. Like I've I've done that enough times to like see the risk versus the reward. Mm -hmm. I'm out. Yeah. The rewards weren't big enough. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy the feeling of like going 45. But like the the risks didn't the the rewards didn't outweigh the risks. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, plus I, I had I've had a family member die on a, on a motorcycle. Yeah, I think two of them actually. Anyhow, and so like just growing up, yeah. I always heard about yeah. it. Yeah, I, I remember the the first time I got my license, it was like a, it was my my folks were like coming down the highway, and then they 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 saw like this crash or whatnot, and then right away they called me like, "Are you alright? Like, what the heck? Like, because it's just motorcycles, you know." And then after that, it was just like a lot of family calling me every time they saw a motorcycle accident. It's like, hey, right. you know, yeah. uh, the first time when I did it. Um, you saw how loud my bike was. I uh, I got into an accident, and it was because the driver didn't hear me. He didn't see me. So what I did is I just straight piped it. And like I said, that's that's it's always like they say when you when you have a bike, you either want to add a lot of lights, like a hundred lights, where it's extremely blinding, or make it extremely loud. You know. So I just yeah. I added a new light and made it extremely loud, and that's obviously changed like the way I ride and and just the way people can see and hear me. You know. Yeah. Huh. You haven't written it since you got here. <laughs> I, on Sunday, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, I had to go to oh, Walmart, okay. so I, I put one of my bags and just went to Walmart. And... Were you cold? Oh, it was freezing. I, I, stopped, I stopped at a show, and then there was this uh, this gentleman. He was just like, bad day for riding, huh? And I was just like, yes, because I was just like trying to put my cart into the chip. <laughs> he just saw me shaking. I don't want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just real funny. He's like, yeah, bad day for riding. I was like, yeah, I know. Well, Sunday was... I need to call Dodge House get yeah. my truck back since you know how to drive a stick. Yeah. So I was going to ask you if you know anybody who's trying to sell, sell a truck. Well, I'm not trying to sell it, no, but you can drive you, it. If you know anybody. Yeah. No, I don't know no. anybody. <laughs> That's trying to sell it. <clears throat> yeah. Any of you folks out there know, but <laughs> hit me up. We can find one, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Cheech brought, bought Leroy's truck. He might be trying to sell. Okay. And I, I mean, he acted like he kind of wanted it, and he may change his mind. So, anyway, it was an affordable, good buy, Absolutely. good purchase. And so, maybe that one. That one's been passed around. So, well, what kind of truck is it? It's a Ford uh, King Ranch Edition. Ooh. Um, it's like the same. Oh, it's, six, isn't it's it? It's like almost exactly like my truck, except it's got a flatbed on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a ranchy looking ride. Okay. Yeah. But <clears throat> I don't know anything about trucks. Mm. And I don't try to. It's an 0660. Yeah, is it's it an 0660. Is it a one ton or a three quarter? Yeah. It's like, then it's like exactly like my truck. Except yeah. it's a King Ranch, not a Lariat. Yeah. 
So, anyhow, potentially, we potentially may have in the future. So, maybe, but there should be a lot of them around here. Yeah, I've yeah. been I've been thinking about trying to find another one just because there's not nobody coming through has been able to drive a standard, mm-hmm. and that's what yeah. the work truck we yeah. have. Donnie can, but Donnie's not an intern anymore. Donnie doesn't. I didn't really know how to. I knew a little bit how to when I got here, but I hadn't driven one as much, I guess I should say. Yeah. I could do it, but I hadn't driven one as much. But that truck's easy to drive. So what are you wanting to push the gas on as far as learning? Anything and everything. I want to know the traits I know, like uh, the rules per se that you told me yesterday. That was that was a a mind a mind opener, and I I actually enjoyed that a lot. And I want to know more about that that kind of culture too, that you said about you know what it takes to be a rancher and a cowboy and 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 knowing and it's I don't know if it's considered seniority, but just knowing the basic like respect factors, you know, um, that was also a really really nice nice to know, yeah. you know. Um, and honestly, like anything that's to be to be a better feeder, to be a better you know like like I said horse pooper scooper whatever it takes to be a better folder i mean yeah. i, I want to know it all you know what i mean so the rules he's talking about we were talking uh we went and we were looking for a bull me donnie gabriel and joe and we um we were just kind of going over some of the little things like don't ride in front of somebody don't ride into you know respect somebody else riding their own country don't take off when somebody's shutting a gate little things like that um don't make fun of somebody's horse, hat, mm-hmm. dog, wife, gear, Who truck. Somebody, somebody's wife. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. You never My know. lord. Um. Anyway, uh, just some of those little rules. But as far as being a cowboy, like I think you know, there's so many people that have things to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when you find yourself coming onto a ranch or going anywhere, so long as you I'm trying to think. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Whether you're working out, playing football, ranching, bartender. If you don't know as much as the next guy, and or, or at least like a lot less than the next guy, mm. then <clears throat> you need to kind of act like it. Yeah. I don't mean like be hard on yourself, yeah. but there needs to be a certain humility level that comes with that. And what most people's problem is, is they'll, if all the knowledge cowboying is 100, they'll get to level 15 mm. and all of a sudden act like they're at 92. Yeah. And what happens there is, number one, nobody wants to help you because they don't, they don't like, you know, it's just not attractive. Yeah. But number two, your brain shuts off and you, you miss out because you, th- you literally think you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think just trying to constantly be aware of where you're at, you know, and, and you might be at a 43. Well, don't treat yourself like you're an eight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like you need to kind of have that confidence and, and move forward with it. Absolutely. But there needs to remain a humility level because there's plenty of guys that are at a 94, five, six, like myself that <laughs> act like you're not on a hundred that are at, <laughs> well, no, this is the part that's myself. I act like I'm at, you know, 40 mm-hmm. or 50. So, um, no, I'm, I'm at 107, Donnie. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's the thing. It's like most of the people that act like they're at a 93 mm. aren't, Yeah, you know. So 
I'm trying to think of another industry to compare it to. Lineman. <laughs> Lineman. <laughs> Welders. Welders. Yeah. So, anyhow. that that's That's what I would suggest, no matter where you're at, as far as, like, if you'll just be humble about if you if you stay in a constant state of knowing like where you're at in your ability mm-hmm. that way you you know where you want to get and you know where you're at then it just saves you a lot of time yes, sir. and it's a lot less stress like getting knocked down a peg because that's what whether you're roping something or getting on in the arena or training a horse they're going to show you where you're at mm-hmm. you know and it's humbling if you think you're at a 78 and all of a sudden they knock you down to a 52 yeah you know i think i think the where you start is just learning how to ride i think that's a that's a pretty big building block in this industry Mm. yeah being able to sit a horse comfortably yeah yeah using your lower body to communicate um not too much you know be Mm light-handed get off their head and use your legs and then just getting comfortable being able to travel. Yeah. Sure. Especially out here. When you go to shorter country, mm-hmm. like east of I-35, you know, you might be tra- you might be gathering a 200-acre pasture. But out here, that's, that's a trap. Mm-hmm. That's not a pasture. That's a trap. So you got to be comfortable drive, you know, traveling bigger country out here. Anyway, so he's right. Because you even before you learn how to use a rope, you got to know where to put your horse. Yeah, you know. Yes, sir. It's great if you can rope the dummy, but if you can't ride your horse to the real life cow, then it's not going to matter how good you can rope. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But <clears throat> so, what we're talking about is all the technical stuff of like how to handle horses and cows. Absolutely. And then there's another side, like the the financial side of like managing them Mm -hmm. and making like everyday financial decisions where you can be profitable and not go backwards, Mm -hmm. which is a whole nother skill set. Then there's the nutrition and the the health side where, you know, you got to be able to actually keep them alive. Take care of them. Yeah, I experienced that with the the horse the other day with the upset stomach. Yeah, when he colicked. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, because... It's great if you know how they act, and it's great if you can make money with them. Yeah. But they got to be alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah they got to be. <laughs> if they all die, yeah. then. So that's why we say rule number one is make sure everything has water. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Then rule number two is keep everything clean. Mm-hmm. Rule number three is feed. Four, five, six, I can't remember, and number seven is safety. Safety, safety first. Safety last. Rule number seven, safety first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> what what number intern is he? Seven? Eight. Number eight. I you believe. are intern number eight. Yep. I made, Dean. It. I made it, Mom. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's only two still here. Yeah. So, right now we're at um, 25%. 75% of interns got to be on to the next one. Yes, sir. So, one, out, every, one out of four interns makes it. Three yes, out sir. of four fail. 
Been here a long time now. Donnie's the longest standing longest. intern. But Donnie's like water. <laughs> Gotta be like water. <laughs> Ready to do anything. Which is what you said in your video. Yes, sir. And I believed you. That's why you're here. Yes, sir. So I am. Well, you got anything else for the citizens of Winnebago you want to share? Uh, no, sir. No, not that I know. Donnie's going to get on the road. Pow, pow. You guys, don't forget to check out... Uh, life advice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your life advice? Nothing is ever given. Everything is earned. Man. I know. You know, it's like like, like this, you know. I, I, knew, like I, I, I knew exactly what to do, but in a much more real sense, I had no idea what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just kidding. I like it. What do you got, Donnie? Uh, good judgment comes from experience. Experience comes from bad judgment. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I've said that one before, but do the right thing for the right reasons and live with the consequences. Mm -hmm. That's a tough one. I was waiting to use that office reference for a while. You're what? Waiting to use that office reference. The, Which one? The one I just said, Mike, the Michael Scott. Uh, I knew exactly what to do, but in a much more real sense, I had no idea what to do. Which episode is that? I don't remember. I don't remember that either. <laughs> no, that's what I don't know. I like you even more now. It's cool not. Oh, wait. It was, uh, Have you yet seen The Lonesome Dove? No, sir. <sighs> I'm waiting for the movie night. Time to eat fire. <laughs> I'm going to give you two more days. We got. Is it on any streaming platform? Yeah, it's, it's on Amazon. Amazon. Oh, if you're subscribed to Stars, I think you can watch yeah, it. Stars, yeah. Okay. Um, don't forget to check out DaleBrisby.com if you listen to this before midnight on Cyber Monday because we've got 20% off. And if you text me, 940-353-0890, I will um, text you an additional um, code to use for an additional offer. And every $100 spent during this Black Friday sale will get entered in a drawing to win my dirt bike, which you get to come to Radiator Ranch and pick up and um, meet the crew, ride Boone, pick up the dirt bike. If for some reason it doesn't run, I'll give you the cash value and the dirt bike. If the calves don't smash it before then. Yeah, right now That's we good. got it in a pen full of yearlings. That was the last place we used it. <laughs> Spark there. Yeah, the last giveaway I did was the uh, a rodeo van, and yeah, we yeah. I had to take it to southwest of L.A. Anyhow, I put it on a trailer, drove 20 hours, slept in a podunk hotel for about five hours, and drove 20 hours back. It was a long two yeah. days. Long two days. My clutch went out in mm -hmm. my truck coming back. Yeah, it was Is that why it's in the shower now? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The wiring harness, okay. which I don't think should take three and a half weeks, but that's how long it's been in the shop. It's a lot of wire. It's a lot of wire depending on how tangled it is in. Yeah, but at this three and a half weeks, that's, I just should get a whole yeah. new wiring yeah. harness. You know, like yeah. just give yeah. me a new one if you're going to yeah. put yeah. me out that long. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. Um, on to the next one, old son. Pow, pow.